Thank you for listening to Lone Star Community Radio. This program was broadcasted and recorded live from the LSCR studios in downtown Conroe, Texas. Lone Star Community Radio is supported by listeners like you. Donate and sponsor today. For more information on getting involved with Lone Star Community Radio, contact us at lscrstudios at gmail.com or visit us online at www.irlonestar.com. got in the way she'll be so disappointed damn i forgot it too this could have been avoided what the hell are we gonna do welcome back to another exciting episode the AOO Show, audience of one, Wednesdays at 10 a.m. A Gaoop Show. A Oop, right here on Conroe's 106.1 and 104.5. That's my radio guy voice. Yes, and we're also available on OurLoneStar.com and just about anywhere you get your podcasts from. I'm Andrew, riding shotgun next to the guy that is always shocked when someone sniffs his butt, Dick Shizlark. What's up, what's up, what's up? Yeah, man. So, Are you a mother lover? I am a mother lover. I love my mom. That's correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, in case you haven't noticed, uh, today is Mother's Day. The day is we're it recording. Today? Yeah. Today. Oh, okay. So by the time this this airs, I did it yesterday. You will have been really really late and missed Mother's Day by a couple of days. Yeah. And the coordination. Well, we'll get into that later. Yeah, we'll get into that later. Yeah. Because I didn't even know it happened, <laughs> and Andrew's sitting there trying to tell me all about it, and I was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. But it is Mother's Day. I, um, yeah. Yeah. Do you do you have any special plans? Because you actually have a mom. I do. And she's yes. alive, right? She is. And Thank then you goodness. have a wife that's a mom. Yes, both. And so that's, I got to cover all my bases. Yeah. There. Any other moms in your life? Do you do like the ants and everything? Do you no, have ants? Does no. that count? No. I mean, we can only go one degree of separation there. I think. Okay. Yeah. Otherwise, where does it stop, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, because our Mother's Day is usually never happening because I have five brothers and sisters, and they're all married, and they have kids, yeah. and then so it's like we can never. My mom can never really have a true Mother's Day again. Mm, for like the past 20 years so well happy mother's day to all the mothers yeah i took her to b52 i was really my dad was like you're gonna take her to her bar it's more than a bar i was like that they're having a mother's day like market did they really yeah okay so i was like that makes sense to me yeah and we'll go eat and we'll she can go shopping at these little markets and cool man and uh it was cool it was raining it was packed and Oh, yeah. The weather, man, it is. it must be like monsoon season here. What the heck? Yeah. It has rained a ton the last few days. Yeah. Unbelievable. Well, I uh, I traveled again for work this week, and I had something happen to me that has not yet ever happened. And I'm sure this hasn't happened to you. Uh, no, 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 not while traveling anyways. <laughs> uh, uh, that was a bad joke. Yes, I it, was. it was. I apologize. And well, you said it's never happened. I was like, what has never happened Well, I mean, while he's traveling? <laughs> I, I was going to ask if this has happened to you, but you've traveled so infrequently that, that... No, 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 no. Okay. Would you cut it with the STD? It has nothing to do with that. <laughs> that uh, so I, I left out middle of the week, and my flight was delayed because of the weather here. And I okay. had a connecting flight in Denver <laughs> um, to catch my another flight to go on to Michigan. And what's funny is I only had about a 50-minute layover. Okay. And, uh, and I think that's 50 minutes from the time my plane landed till 50 minutes to my next flight took off. So really, it's only about 25 when you think about taxing and getting to the so next. So are you saying you really wanted that suitcase that you could so, ride? You're right. At that point, there. I would have needed to <laughs> fly. So um, my flight was delayed, and I'm like, man, okay, this isn't good. It's going to make it really close for my connecting flight, and then it was delayed again, then it was delayed again, and it got to the point where we were delayed about an hour, and I was I was going to miss my connecting flight. Does that cost you money? 
No, it doesn't. If okay. it, if it, if the flight is delayed, you can you can change your flight without any fees, at least on the airline that I was flying. Yeah, I fly, so, I fly private, so I don't. Oh ever, yeah, sure, right. I don't like when you're talking about gates and time <laughs> security. And what's that? So the lady comes by, uh, one of the stewardesses, and she says, um, you know, she, she's telling me something about moving something in the aisle because I had, it was on an exit row. And I asked her, I said, hey, um, I looks like I'm going to miss my connecting flight. What do I do? And she pops open her phone. We're on the ground still. And she says, oh, what, what's, uh, where are you going? And I tell her, and she goes, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you're, you're going to miss that flight. I'm like, yeah, I, I know. She says, in fact, they've probably already given your seat away. I'm like, what, what do you mean? She says, well, they know when you're going to be late. And so if they see an open seat there, they, they typically give it away. You need to book another flight. <sighs> so this is an official lady or just yeah. like a neighbor? No, no, she was, no, this is, this is the, one of the ladies she working for the She sounds really airline. nice. Well, she was. I think she was trying to be helpful. So I open up my phone and I find another flight. And I was supposed to land at like 3 in the afternoon. The next flight I was going to get was going to put me there like 1030 at night. Oh, my God. So I book it. I'm like, it is what it is, you know. We get up into the air finally. And we're, I don't know, we've probably been in the air for half an hour. And the uh, pilot comes on and says, okay, just let you know, we'll be landing at uh, 1038, approximately 1038, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, wait a minute, 1038? That's a full 30 minutes before my last flight was, was supposed to take off. I would have had time. What, what's going on here? Because we left way over an hour. The lady told me we weren't going to make it. Apparently, they made up like 30 minutes in the air and booked it there. And I'm like, well, now can I, can I make my original flight? I was going to get online and rebook my flight, except... This flight had no internet. They were having issues with their internet. So I had to wait till we landed yeah, in Denver okay. and then quickly get my phone to work to see if I could book my, my, my original flight. It was still available. I booked it, gave the lady a nasty look on the way out, and then I ran O.J. Simpson style through the airport in Denver as fast as I could because I had about six minutes. By the time we taxied, we six minutes. I booked it, man, and I made it. Whew. Got on the plane, sat down. I mean, I'm out of breath. I'm huffing and puffing. I'm the last guy on the plane. I'm like, sweet. I made it. Except my bag did not. And this is the first thing. It's You forgot your bag? No. My checked bag did not make it from that flight in time. Right? And I knew as soon as I got there, I was like, oh, I got on this flight. There's no way my bag's going to be transferred. There wasn't enough time. Yeah. So when I arrived in Michigan, I got a text message saying, welcome to Michigan. Your bag will be arriving at a later yeah. Time. Oh my gosh. Well, that later time happens to be nine o'clock that night, and I'm over an hour away from the airport. There's no way that I'm going to be able to get there, drive an hour, right? Park, 30 minutes to walk in, get my bag, drive the hour. But it'll be midnight. I got to get up in the morning. So now I have to buy all new clothes, shoes, socks, underwear, toiletries, the whole night. Man, the nine first world problems man. you encounter. It was terrible. It's terrible. Yeah. So they, they told me they would deliver the bag out there. They Well, first they told me they would call me when my bag got there. They never called me. I had to call them. And um, they said they would deliver it. When I told them where, how far away I was, I was in Jackson, which is an hour away from Detroit. Um, the guy's like, ooh, how late are you going to be here in town? I said, well, I'll be back on Friday. No, we can't guarantee that the bag will be there uh, tomorrow. So I said, just keep it. Just, just hold on. I'll just, I'll just buy clothes here. So, so funny. When I got back to the airport on Friday, I walk in, retrieve my bag, walk upstairs, and check it again. <laughs> just literally took the bag, went upstairs, and gave it back to him, and then had my normal nonstop flight on the way home. So it was just fine. But that yeah. was so I had the experience of uh, no bag lost. It wasn't lost necessarily. It was just displaced. Well, that was not fun. 
But I've heard stories of people having to deal with that, and I've never had to. Actually, the only there's only two times I flew, and the second time they did lose my bag. Yeah. Oh, so you have had a lost bag, and the, that's not a good percentage or ratio there, man. Yeah, I don't fly because yeah. I only fly private. Right, I've, I've heard that you fly private. It's like that radio. So when they when they, that radio when, yeah, money, when man. they lost my bag, I was like, oh, what does that mean? And they're like, oh, we'll find it. <laughs> And we'll just drop it off. Yeah. And I was visiting people, so I had no idea like where right. things were. And so I was like, well, this is the address I'm staying at. Do I need to like, tip the guy? Like, how's this work? <laughs> and they were like, oh, well, we'll, well, you'll find it. So they literally didn't tell me any time. Mm-hmm. And one, like, three days later, magically, it was in front of the house. Wow. It was kind of creepy. I was like, so yeah. they've they just been going through my stuff. <laughs> and yeah, I did think about that if they had gone through my stuff. I mean, I didn't have anything in there necessarily that I cared that much about, but it did cross my mind. Yeah, I don't. Sorry that you have to fly in an airplane. That's like the coolest thing ever, by the way. Flying is awesome. Yeah, like, flying's all right. It's a neat thing. Buying new clothes. And the thing is, I was like, well, I'm not going to spend a bunch of money. But even like the store brand, when you're talking about shoes and pants and a shirt, starts adding up. Even because I had well, to. Why I, don't you do the Jack Reacher thing and just go to the, what do you call them, like the Salvation Army stores or whatever? Well, I. First of all, it was whatever was nearby and open at that time. It was eight o'clock. By the time I drove in. Walmart. Ate dinner with the group. Yeah, it was it was it was basically Walmart. Wrangler jeans, twenty five dollars. Well, I, you know, they're meeting clients, so I've got I've got to look somewhat yeah. nice. You know, you don't so. think Wrangler jeans look nice? That's what I'm wearing right now. Not for this type. I had to have to have the khakis. Right, you got to have something that's, that's so boring. It is, but it's the uniform of choice for the line of work I'm in. All but, right, hey, so we've got a new we've got a new king, by the way, King Chuck. Well, you know, we haven't had a king here for over two hundred like eighty years. I know, and we have not had a coronation. In like I'm in here in this country. Years. We're not. Right. We don't have a king. Yeah. No. Well. Right. Exactly. And I think you know you can complain about America all you want, but the one thing we did get right was breaking away from the British monarchy. Oh my God. And I think this 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 coronation was an example of one of the reasons why I'm glad because the 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 opulence and the pomp and circumstance that went around with this is un. Believable. So, did you see any of the clips? Because I didn't watch it. It the took only, place. The only thing I saw the was like us, a joke basically. about his clothes. Yeah. They like compared it to either it was like some Star Wars movie or something. You know. Oh yeah, yeah. It was crazy. Something All the like adornments. Um, for me, it was like the swords and the bracelets and the hats and the crowns. All that. apparently the crown that he had on weighed like you know, over five pounds full of jewels. Jewels, I'm sure, diamonds that were ethically. Um, and responsibly sourced, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> legally, right? I love, Compl- uh, well, that's one thing I loved. Sure. I, I did see the protests, and I, I love the the pushback this kind of stuff gets. And then what, what I enjoy what I enjoy most about events like this is people really get to see examples of how other countries handle, sure, like free speech and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Because it's really interesting. Because I mean, he's not really the king of anything. <laughs> I know. I, from what I understand, they just pay it, a bunch of taxes and have them live. Like super wealthy. I mean, he oversees Parliament. Well, right? I know whatever they, that means. I know they own a lot. That, yes. So that's where their power comes from. Is like yep. with the, when they are battling with the government. It's like, hey, we we own all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Like you don't have as much money. They as have we final do. say, I suppose, in some things if they really needed to. So I don't really know if it's a secret government or like. Well, all I know is when I see Parliament so, online, it's like they just yell and make fun of each oh, I know. other. It's crazy. So it's you think our chaotic. Yeah, chaotic. So did you see any of these swords that he was no, gifted or whatever? I, uh... Okay. So I had to write some of these down. I didn't send it a link or anything. I had to write them down when I saw it. But there was one of them called the the Sword of Temporal Justice. 
right? And this signifies the monarch's role as head of the armed now, forces. Are the things you're right? talking about like old, or is this yeah, just like some guy made it just because no, he wanted to? I think some of these are, are old. Maybe some of them are new. But these are things that have been around. We just haven't seen them in a long time because I think some of these with things salt, are only brought out during the coronation. Was uh, Salt Bay there? <laughs> was he there? I, I don't feel like, know. I feel like he's always he shows up at everything. At everything. So yeah. I was like, I wonder if like he's just in the background. So then we have the the sword of spiritual justice. Right, represents the monarch as defender of the faith. And then we also have the sword of mercy which has a dull and blunt tip, which represents the monarch's mercy. Now, wouldn't you... <laughs> I like to think that maybe he gets a little drinky one night and gets the two confused, and <laughs> he's supposed to use the sword of mercy, and he accidentally uses the, the sword of justice <laughs> on somebody. So ridiculous. These are gifts, right? Uh, no, I, they're either gifts, or these are things that are in his possession. They, like, they, they used to belong like, to the queen, and now they're giving them to, to okay. King Chuck, that's I think. That's kind of weird. Yeah, oh, that's what I'm saying. All this stuff is just I like that stone absurd. of destiny, though. Yeah, so the next thing about. is the stone of destiny, right? Now, this sounds like something that's completely out of Monty Python, okay? But apparently, this is a stone that's 335 pounds um, that... It's got a long, long history, and I don't know if you want to show this yeah, or not. I'm pulling it up. And you would think like something with the name of the, the, the Stone of Destiny. It would be this magical, beautiful-looking rock. And I, I have to admit, it does look like a little bit of construction debris. <laughs> or maybe something well, you would get is like, I don't know, down at like Callaway's for a landscaping rock or something. Well, it's like kind of like getting a piece of the Wailing Wall. I yeah. Mean, it might be, like, what's the history behind this thing? Okay, so it does have a long, long history. So. It's an ancient symbol of Scotland's monarchy, um, and it said it was on its way from Edinburgh Castle on Friday to play its role in the king's coronation. It's also known as the Stone of Scone. <laughs> so awesome. I don't know what's going on. So I it was used for the coronation of Scotland's kings until it was seized more than 700 years ago by the then king of England, Edward I, okay? I have your stone. Yeah, and apparently England had it all the way up until 1996, when they permanently returned it to Scotland, okay? But I'm thinking, wouldn't this be a great opportunity for him to just not give it back? <laughs> like, hey, we got it back! <laughs> I don't know, I just, you know, he might particularly like that stone. And... Instead, uh, in 1950, four students from Glasgow broke in and tried to steal it from Westminster Abbey. I'm like, Matty's still a 335-pound stone. I mean, Crazy. Egypt did it. Egypt? Yeah, they built the pyramids. Oh, yeah. They're not a move stone. Yeah. <laughs> They're also not college students, right? You never know. But I think I think out of everything that I saw in terms of the highlights was um, the phallus that was oh, somehow... Yeah. Let me see if I can show that. ...somehow mowed into the lawn. Picture, and I didn't believe it. <laughs> So apparently this is right by where it's taking place. So yeah, so any aerial shot of of the castle great. in the grass, someone How did somebody get away with that. So I think it's not actually mowed. I think somebody put chemicals okay, in good. it. And so it kind of did a burn of the outline of uh, a male member and it's it's that's great. Uh, it's I like that. See, that's a good joke. So great. That's something I would do. And I, they're they're guessing that maybe the landscaping crew um, may have been responsible for it. So I don't know, but this is some of my outtakes from from the uh, from the coronation. But we have a new king. Do you feel good about it? It's the first time in our lives that we have a king? I thought there's all these other kings around the world. Nah, but this is like our a, king, right? How's it our king? Are you from England or something? No, hell no. So I don't know. I don't see why we even pay attention to this. 
Well, yeah, I know. I don't really. Like I said, and I think we discussed this last week, the week before, that I really, I don't understand why people. But uh, we got King Sausage Fingers now, baby. Got to oh, yeah. look out for them. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Told you I'm now that, interested yeah, as, of, that, as of last week or a few weeks gotta ago. There's got to be some like real good dirt with that family. Oh, you know it. Like what they you know, know and how like the world works. Because I always remembered them traveling a lot, and it was a big deal. It was like, almost like it was a, they were like an entertainer group. It's like, oh, we got this world tour we have to go on. And it's like, Diana is visiting, you know, Houston, Texas because of the medical center. Duh, duh, duh. And I was like, so she just visits places? Like, that's what she does? Like, yeah, let's just go over here and yeah, check it out. It's annoying. They're all, all of them are annoying. Well, staying on this, this theme of Britain, um, this may be the most wild story I've heard in a while. Um, and this is about a man named... King, well, not king, it's just Arthur Knight. At least that's what he calls himself. And this apparently is a guy who is a, an American fugitive who faked his own death in 2020 and escaped to England, I guess, to begin a new life because he is a serial rapist uh, here in the United States, right? It's a bad dude. He's committed crimes in several different um, states. He, I think, in, what, in, was it Rhode Island? I think he failed at one point to register as a sex offender. He's got crimes in Utah. Uh, anyways, crazy. So he's made news because of this Dateline NBC interview that he did where <laughs> he comes out to um, with, with the most British of all British fake accents and what appears to be a fake uh, health condition as well. Do you have the, the audio or the video? Uh, that you could pull up yeah. that is so so the audience can hear uh, what this Here. guy actually sounds like. Here, yeah. And we'll give you a little background on him. I can't walk. People say that's not. Let me try to stand up. No, Let me try to stand up. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I am not Andrea. I am not Nicholas Alamani. And Yeah, so what we heard there was basically his wonderful over the top British of all British accents. Uh, breathing into a, a mask because he's he's faking some sort of of ailment. Um, so the well, this guy has like a Wikipedia. Oh yeah, he's he's been on the run for a long time. Yeah, he uh, I think the original rape charge was back in in two thousand and eight, but yeah. he he popped up here recently a few weeks ago on this Dateline NBC interview where he's defending himself, saying, "Look, I'm not this this rapist from America, Nicholas Alaverdian. I am." Arthur Knight, which isn't that the most <laughs> run-of-the-mill, cheap British name you could think of, right? I mean, it's just—it's almost like a caricature of somebody. If you're going to impersonate somebody from England, you're going to come up with a name like Arthur Knight. I am so British. My name is Arthur Knight. I mean, the the, the, the accent's terrible, by the way. But apparently, uh, back in 2021, he was sick with COVID, and he got sent to the hospital, and while he was in the hospital, he went into a brief coma. The doctors noticed the tattoos on his body were the same uh, as this this Nicholas Alaverdi. I, actually, I think he goes by a couple of different names, Nicholas Rossi or something like that. They recognized his tattoos that match um, this this escaped convict, well, not convict, but man on the run. And when he came out, they asked him about. It. He says, oh, "These tattoos were not." On my body before I went into the hospital, the, the hospital put these on my just, body. This uh, that to me, how does the Scottish people have any records of what he did in Utah? 
Yeah, I'm not entirely sure how they connect. There's got to be something else going with that. Well, he's. I mean, that's legit. What you're saying is, I'm looking at it, and, I'm, yeah. and I, it just says they straight up recognized some of his tattoos, which match police records for Rossi. Scarring on one, one arm suggested uh, he tried to get him removed, and I'm like, so. But those people aren't just like. Well, he's also committed some crimes in Scotland as well. Like, so the guy can't stop. He can't help himself. Okay. So, so he's wanted over there as well, and he's trying to evade. And he's always, there's always some sort of health issue that's with so him. That's so wild. It is, it is incredibly wild. I, I suggest that if you're listening to this, um, go check this guy out. His story is, is, is outrageous. I imagine this is going to be some sort of documentary or movie very soon because there's, there's just so much to this story. It's, it's, it's really insane. Yeah, I mean, it, it's been going on since 2008. Yeah. And, then and what's up with his wife? Like, that's his wife. You know she has to be in on this, right? Like, she. Well, there's, there's no way Looking she's not into the story, him. I was trying to figure out, because the only way he can really do any of this is if he has money. And apparently before, some, at some point, at uh, he was raised by the state, if I'm reading this correctly. And he's suing the Department of Children. He sued the Department of Children. Yeah, he was an orphan and, or something yeah, like that. Yeah, youth and families for abuse, and he won. So I think that's where he got his money. And then he got involved with politics, and then, of course, people who are politicians are also rapists, because everyone knows that, right? Right, absolutely. Well, I believe him. I believe that this is just a normal man with a na- with a beautiful, naturally occurring British accent who, unfortunately, has, has come across some health issues, um, and that, that it's just... The media is attacking him. The media will not leave him and his his oh. family alone. Well, right now he's in jail. I mean, he's. Uh, Did they get him? Does it say he's in jail? I didn't think he was. Well, basically, in jail. The, the last report of this man is the Essex police in England have confirmed that he's under investigation for an alleged rape that happened there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So exactly. So he's they're he's holding him crimes. for extradition because they want to do this before they send him on. It is kind of interesting though how out. In public, he is. I mean, a lot of times when people are running for the law, they they live a low life. You never hear from him. this guy's thinking. Psh, I'm gonna go just the opposite and be out there, <laughs> larger than life. Yeah. So, hey, can you turn off the uh, the picture on that screen? Because all I see is a large, uh, sorry, <laughs> king <yeah>. of England <laughs> lawn Got sculpture, it. so to speak. Every time I look over there, that's all I'm seeing. It's, right. it's really throwing me off. <laughs> I can put it on a. I can put a bigger one up there. <clears throat> no, we're good. We're good. We're good. Oh well, no, that's some, some nuts. I, I I think that um, I think this is uh, again going to be a, a movie or a story of some sort very very soon. So, oh, you know what that reminds me? Have you heard the um, you know who Larry Page is? Speaking of people running from the law, Larry Page. I think he is the former Google CEO. And oh yeah, I remember this guy. Yeah, and they're looking for him. He is on the run for what? Well, apparently there's some connections with. Epstein. Okay. Yeah. So I, I think there was some sort of lawsuit against uh, J.P. Morgan Chase. I remember this off the top of my head. His name was brought up, and then they made some connections somehow to to uh, Epstein, Larry Epstein. But um, yeah, this is this is going to be a really evolving story because obviously this guy's a multi multi billionaire on the run. They can't find him. Apparently, he's giving out fake addresses. Blah 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 blah. But woo, nuts, man. Okay. So, this story I wanted to cover, this is the story that you sent me a few weeks ago about the couple. Oh, yeah, this is great. Yes, the couple who, um, I guess, they wanted to decapitate themselves at the same time using a homemade guillotine in some sort of ritual, okay? 
this is crazy. Um, this is America. I'm not even going to attempt to say their name because they're, they're Indian and I, I'll probably butcher it. But um, they remove their own heads with a guillotine-like mechanism into a fire altar for a ritual sacrifice in western India. Uh, the inspector said the couple was performing a ritual between Saturday night and Sunday afternoon. Whoa. So essentially what they did is they prepared this, this fire before an altar, and they put this guillotine structure in there, and it was supposed to chop their heads off, have their heads roll into the fire, blah, 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 blah. But I, it's me to thinking, man, like, <clears throat> a lot, lot of different ways this could go. Well, what, okay, just, just like, okay, think, ready, do we go on three? One, two, three, or is it one, two, three, go? Like, wait, you know what I mean? Like, how do you decide? No, I, it's, it's on three. No, it's on one, two, three, it, go. Not even that. It's like you're not even guaranteed your head will be cut off. Right. Because they have they, to do it at the same time. They have to do it at the same time, yeah. And that's when I when I read this story, I was like, this is this is real? Like, do people really do this? And apparently it's a thing. It is a thing. So people, I mean, not a common thing. It says this does happen in India, just not very often, this yeah. type of ritual. Uh, but I'm thinking, okay, they probably said, but hey, see, look. They, they did it to themselves. To themselves. See, that's where I was getting kind of lost. Because I could see some weirdos like capturing neighbors and be like, yeah, you're going to be in our sacrifice to our... To this God, this is uh-huh. how we do it. We got to chop off your head and go into a fire. But no, they set it up where it's mm-hmm. like, it's like, it's like if my wife and I had the secret pact and didn't tell anybody, mm-hmm. and then one Saturday we built this guillotine thing <laughs> and we just got on, we got in it together and like let's do it, honey. But I'm sure I'm sure they rigged it to where they didn't have to do it at the same time. I'm sure it was one pull did for both. But what if one of them malfunctioned? Let's What's say, saying? let's say, we'll say, what if the husband's malfunctioned? Woof. The other one went down, chopped the wife's head off. He's just over there kind of staring at his wife's still alive head, looking like and a Plinko. And, he, and looking he's trying like a, to hit it <laughs> to the fire. He's like, you got to get in the fire. It's, it's looking like a Plinko chip going down this little homemade and ramp. He, and then he has to move her body over so he can use her guillotine because <laughs> like, it's better. It's like, oh, great. No, and then he has second thoughts like, man, maybe this wasn't such a good idea. <laughs> can you or, imagine? Or he pulls a switcheroo on her and hers goes through it. And his doesn't because he mm-hmm. didn't want to be married to her anymore. So this, right? This would be a really quote unquote good way to get rid of your spouse, I suppose. Because, say, you know, she pulled she, the cord. She, yeah, exactly. She she did it, and mine malfunctioned. I fully, I was fully planning on sacrificing my uh, myself, officer. Um, I I don't know what happened. Yeah, that's maybe a good way to get away with uh, murder. I think. But I think it. What what amazes me about stories like this is this still goes on. Yeah. And. Yeah. I'm curious to see what other crazy behaviors people are still doing in the world because with the news and the technology being so instant, it's like, does anyone really think of people still committing suicide? And, but like ways like this, this crazy though. Yeah. Like that's what I'm saying. Ways like this. Cause I can see, you know, cult suicide stuff, you know, cause they got to catch the starship or something like that. And, but th- like to me, it's, this is the next level because it's like we have to build a guillotine yeah, to chop not off only our that, heads. We got to build a ramp that goes so into that, a fire. That, that our heads will roll so, into a fire. Like, and you it, know they probably had to test you, it. Can you imagine? You know, what's that game Mousetrap where they had yeah, all the? Little- that's what I'm saying. Like, can you imagine the neighbor? He's like, hey, I've, I hear a lot of power tools going on. Yeah. So what are you building, man? Are you building like a, a shed? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's 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 uh, we have uh, rodents. And we're, we're trying to get rid of the rodents here. This, yeah. is, this is a trap for some rodents. I like it. I want to make sure they die a fiery death. Oh, my gosh. Speaking of rodents, have you heard of this new toxic worm that has now uh, in, been spotted in Houston? And they come out apparently after the rain. And with all the rain we've been having, yeah. this is going to be interesting. But apparently, these are like the, the type of worms that reproduce uh, when you cut them in half. 
Okay. Yeah. So instead of dying, um, they just, it's like some sort of something you'd see in a sci-fi movie. And they're extremely, extremely uh, poisonous as well. So they're called, what is it called here? It's called an invasive hammerhead flatworm. And it's very real and it's been spotted uh, in the, the Houston area. Blah. But they're saying if uh, you can show a picture, let's do our. Yeah, I'll, let, I'll let's, pull it up for. for let's do our uh, it, I, public it, service it here. It looks kind of gross. So. Yeah, it's, I mean it's it's a cool looking worm, I, I, I guess. So I don't know if you want to show that. Um, but they say if you do come across one of these hammerhead flatworms, what you're supposed to do is pour salt on it, and then put it in a plastic bag because if any little sliver of that thing is left it will regenerate into a full-on flathead worm. Oh. Crazy, man. <laughs> You're looking at me like... I mean... Have you ever seen one of those? I don't know how often I carry salt on me. So now well, I'm, afraid. I think, I'm assuming if you're at your house and you see one you know, in your front yard or your driveway or something. I mean, it's still kind of creepy that things like this exist. Again, another great story. Yeah. I kind of want to capture it and then throw it at people. <laughs> well, I think you would have to wear some kind of gloves. I yeah. think they're highly poisonous. It says they're identifiable by their half-moon head shape, yeah. and the narrow snake-like flatworms are typically light and honey-colored and can be up to 15 inches long, but most often what, they're 8 to 12 inches what's long. What's going on, Houston? Why are we bringing this into the, our, to the city? Why is this being imported? Yeah, so that's. Ex- I'm glad you brought that up. So... Apparently, these uh, came to the United States in the early 1900s aboard some imported landscaping materials, which makes sense. Yeah. Right? The rocks or dirt or something they brought over from who knows where, and now we have them here. But they apparently, they come and go. I think they they disappear for a while, and they come back. I'd never heard of them, but... And I don't know what it does if you... Has anyone died? I don't know. It does say they're poisonous, so... It says your hand should, if you touch one, the hand should be washed in warm soapy water and rinsed in alcohol yeah. or a standard hand disinfectant. Fair enough. I like yeah. it. Yeah, so like everybody watch out for the flat hammerhead whatever worms That's, they are. Is that our weekly PSA for people? Dude, I'm just, I'm a newsman. I Guys, told you, I'm a newsman. Guys, don't smoke the worm, okay? <laughs> or cut it in half. Or cut it in half, grind it, don't smoke the worm. No. You gotta no. salt it first. Now, what is your what is your earliest memory that you can remember? Like from uh, childhood? Oh, probably when I was like before kindergarten, I guess. Yeah. Like probably in kindergarten or whatever that, what do they call that? Pre-K? Pre-K. Yeah. What do you remember? I just, uh, we lived right next door to the school. Mm-hmm. Like literally, I throw, if I threw something over the fence, it'd be in the fence of the school. Um, so I just remember that whole year, of, you know, my friends would come over because basically moms and dads realized we live next door. So our house became the hangout house so you can go pick up your kids later. Then. Oh, yeah, cool. Yeah. So my mom really liked that when yeah. we had like 10 kids over there. Oh, I bet there. she loved it. Uh, <laughs> she already had four of her own. So right? I remember that. I remember like being very, very busy with kids. Mm-hmm. And there weren't any necessarily even my friends. No big event or something, though? Just sort of being that young and remember? I just remember that that, that was my lifestyle for like a year. Yeah, I'm trying to think of my earliest memory, and I don't know if this is my earliest memory of all, but it is the earliest one that I remember that's prominent or poignant, and I remember watching Halley's Comet in 1983, okay? And if for those of you who don't know what Halley's Comet is, it's a comet that circles the Earth and comes around every 79 years, I think it is. And the reason I remember it is because my parents and grandparents, whoever was over there, made a big deal out of it and made sure that I watched this. You've got to How see old this. Are you? I was about four, yeah, four or five. 
depending on what time of the year it was. You I don't, don't remember. remember seeing it. No, I do remember seeing okay. it. I remember the event. I remember looking up, and I remember seeing a little. So you were in one of those cults. Absolutely. We yeah, the uh the, what like, was it the, uh-huh. the Haley's Comet, the Hillbop Comet. That's what you're thinking of. I don't know. I just remember reading one of the calls like we got to ride the star. Yeah, oh yeah. There's always some little so comet. So our spirits there. need to leave this body until they like yeah. drink the Kool-Aid. And- so so I remember that and I remember them saying you are of an age to where you might actually be able to see this in your lifetime twice. God willing, I do live long enough and I'm in a state where I might actually be able to see it twice, but that would be very very rare that someone would probably get to see and remember Haley's Comet twice. So that's probably the earliest memory I I really have. don't think that's a cool flex. <clears throat> I'm not really flexing on anybody as much. but Dude, you remember people at your house. At least I remember a freaking comet that comes around every 79 years. Yeah, but what does that comet do for you? Again, it takes me to the other side. Okay. So you, are, <laughs> Just, you are one of those cults. Okay. Dude, we don't talk about this stuff <laughs> on the air, man. <laughs> hey, really... I've, got, I've got a cool pair of Nikes for you after the show, by the way. I want to I show them to you. What do you mean? What does that mean? Do you not remember? Okay, I, there was a there was some sort of cult group that wore Nikes when they all went out. They were all wearing identical Nikes. Oh, I thought they were all wearing white. I thought that was the thing. Well, I know probably how, there's I been there's been several of them, right? Yeah. Oh I, well. Hey, I will tell you, I saw the the movie Air about Nike. Oh yeah, how was it? It was terrible. I've heard it, I've heard both actually. It's really bad and, and really good. Well, it's weird because so for Mother's Day, I was hanging out with my mom. And I started talking to her. I was like, it's really weird. Like, they're making a movie about something that did happen, but how do you make it exciting? And so, and she's like, you know, it's funny. We saw. It's about Michael. By the way, the the movie Air is about the story of Phil Knight at Nike and how he got Michael Jordan to sign on as their first big athlete. The Nike team got Michael Jordan. Right. But what was amazing to me is she goes, yeah, well, you know what? I just saw a movie about Frito Lay, about how they made the Flaming Hot Cheetos. A movie? And I go, they made a movie? Is that with Jonah Hill? (laughs) I mean, I I still have to look it up because when she was describing it to me, it was about, she's like, it was so random. It was on TV. And I was like, why are they making a movie about Frito-Lay? Yeah. And they're trying to get into the Hispanic market. And so they got like the janitor to help them. It was like one of those those, like can it be true stories or something like that. And then I I was like, yeah, Air was the same way. Like I didn't really care. Yeah. And Michael Jordan, of course, is not in it. And yeah. like, I think there's just like a veiled reference to him. Basically. No, he's it's like they have a well, not a veiled they, reference they to him, but I mean, stunt double. Yeah, and it's more like his mom and dad, and he's like in the he's in the court courtroom, the room. Yeah, but again, it's like it's about it's weird to me that they're making a movie about someone just who made a lot of money, mm-hmm. and it's like well, we? it's this because honestly, he was the very first guy, he being Michael Jordan, to sign a contract exclusively for a shoe, which started this whole genre. He made a lot of money. He made a lot of money. Absolutely. But it's more it's more about just sort of how that has evolved into what it is today. And he was the very first, I guess. Again, I haven't Again, seen like it. why should we celebrate a dude who makes four hundred billion dollars or whatever? Because it's Michael Jordan. Well, that's what I'm saying. It was really weird because it wasn't like Oh, we saved all these children because of this action. We yeah, did. you can see that movie anytime. And I was like, "Well, we're just talking about a shoe that yeah. kids make." <laughs> yeah, like children slave make. kids yeah, make huh? the yeah. shoe. Why are we celebrating yeah. this? Well, and I guess that was what's weird to me because I could understand if there's a really good story in there where like Michael Jordan became good friends with one of the Nike people, like they like did things together. Mm-hmm. But like at the very end, you know, they do the title crawls where it's like, "This is what this person." They, what I love is they showed the Nike guy. You know, Phil Knight. Phil Knight is like, oh, he donated $4 billion. And mm-hmm. that was all they talked about. Like, next slide, next person. And I was like, so he really had anything to do with this. He just made yeah. a lot of money and yeah. gave it away. Like, it <laughs> wasn't. And then they, they did give props to the guy who created Air Jordan. 
Mm-hmm. Apparently, there was a guy who like le- legitimately came up with that and came up with the silhouette. I think they paid a guy like Nike paid some college student five dollars an intern for the Nike swoosh symbol. I remember that being a pretty but cool. Yeah, there was, that was an interesting thing where the guy right. came up with it. But it was again, those movies are really weird. Like, why do they make this movie? Yeah, and Matt Damon, hey, Matt, Damon. Matt Damon was in it, and uh, what I love this is how good an actor he is. You should l- like listen to the dialogue where he tries to give these impassionate speeches about why they need to get Michael Jordan, and it's so funny because it's like. Trying to listen to a car salesman. That's what it. That's what. Yeah. Like I heard it, and but he's he can act it. He can act. Yeah. But when he's trying to talk about this is the beauty of the game. You see that? I see this magic in Michael. He wants to bet the house on it. You know. I was sitting there going like, man, you're. This is this movie is so ridiculous. So it's on uh, Amazon that Prime. Was, that so. was quite a diversion from where I was going. But, but good, I'm glad. I want to check out that Free to Lay. Let me see. Yeah. I'll, I'll actually so the of... reason why I asked you what, what your earliest memory was is because Nicolas Cage says his first memory was from inside his mother's womb. All right, this movie's called so. Flamin' Hot. <laughs> of course it is. It's a real movie. It just came out. Uh, the lady from Desert House Bives looks like she directed it. Eva Longor- Longoria? But yeah, it's on uh, Disney Plus Hulu, Flaming Hot. If you want to learn the story of the Flaming Hot Cheeto, <laughs> I'm telling you, like, I, I was, I was, I was, like, what other movies are we gonna come out with that are based off products to sell a product? Yeah. What's the next one? What, what do you think's gonna, what it's gonna be? Because mm. I imagine for like the feminists out there, it's gonna be like the history of the vibrator or something like that. <laughs> And then there's got to be, I mean, because you know Hollywood makes these movies. Like I'm they, sure there's one well, already. Well, yeah, but I mean, like, it's just, it's so funny to me, because I, I think to myself, because I know Ben Affleck and Matt Damon's company made the the movie Air. Mm-hmm. So they, they chose the script. These guys made the Goodwill Honey movies, and they mm-hmm. saw something good in it. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I don't see anything good in this. I was wondering, <laughs> like, what the idea... Because it's almost like these streaming companies are going, hey, we just need movies that are popular, that are like our keyword search engine optimized. Well, movie about Air Jordans. <laughs> but people buy those things. Millions of dollars. Yeah, let's make a movie about it. A bunch of white dudes making shoes. So um, it's you should see, you should just see Maybe it just for the ridiculous Maybe I will. Uh, acting in it. Yeah. Uh, well... Getting back to what I was saying, Nick Cage actually out Nick Caged himself and says that his earliest memory was from in, in utero. That's where I was going with that. Uh, oh. Yeah, which is pretty crazy. Apparently he was on the Colbert show a few weeks ago and he said, let me think. Listen, I know this sounds really far out. And I don't know if it's real or not, but sometimes I think I can go all the way back into utero and feeling like I could see faces in the dark or something. <laughs> so, uh. You, you believe him? You think he saw something in the womb? Well, I mean, we've all taken drugs before. Yeah, right. So I want to show you this picture. This is from Flaming. This is what I love about movies like this. Is they had a whole scene about him looking at a Flaming Hot Cheeto. There's a guy, you know what I'm talking I mean, about? I mean, that's that's the that's the star of the show. Cause the Cheeto. I know. It's so it's like, how do you creatively do a scene? Because like the scene in air when Phil Knight's with all the guys doing the shoe, and it's one of those circular camera shots, mm-hmm. and they're drinking soda, they're staying up late. You know, trying to figure out a shoe, and they're trying to have this serious conversation about how to make a shoe. It's like we gotta change the game. I just love, I love dialogue like that. It's uh, oh man, but yeah. There's a whole scene. I've never, I haven't even seen this movie, but I it can't looks, wait to look at it. Like, looks amazing. He's kind of like this is the owner's billion dollar company or whatever, and he's like the Cheeto that will revolutionize the Hispanic culture, and. 
All right, that's a pretty good time to take a break, guys. Uh, I need to rail uh, Dick back in here <laughs> for a little bit. Uh, I think coming up we've got uh, some stories from listeners. We have um, someone who submitted something, and then, time permitting, we'll have some stories that are dedicated to women. Since it's Mother's Day, it'll all be about women. We'll be back. Dick, I think we need to talk about something that's um, really important. Uh, is this an intervention? No, that's next. No, I think we need to talk about um, sponsoring and donating to the show. It's something that I, I feel very close to, and I think I think it's good for you. I think it's important that we tell our listeners that they can donate and sponsor. Very, very true. Do yeah. You, do you like dog food? Yes. Oh, well, that's good, because without those sponsors, sponsorships and donations— Dog food may be what you're eating. Okay. Don't uh, let Dick eat dog food. Like, follow, subscribe, donate. Yeah. Today. Audience of Audience one. Audience of one. Audience of one. Show. At gmail.com. Yeah. All right. We are back, everybody. The AOO show. Audience of one. Dick, you hanging in there, bud? Yeah, I'm right here. All right, you're in for the long haul. I wanted to watch that uh, Flamin' Hot movie. I know you did. I know you did, buddy. Maybe we'll make a little movie date and we can go watch it. All right, so, you know, oftentimes um, we ask the audience to submit stories and things. You know what would be a good movie? Oh, no, here we go again. Diversion time. Is uh, Four Loco. (laughs) That's crazy. Is it still around? The history of Four Loco. If people don't know what Four Loco is, uh, just go to your nearby convenience store and say, you got any Four loco? And be like, what is and this, 1998? Yeah. I think that would be a great origin story. Wasn't there some sort of thing that was not legal for a while? It was, you could smoke it's like salvia or something? Salvia is still legal. Is it st- still legal? Yeah. Oh, I thought they outlawed it. Oh. But that's, really? like a, that's like a plant. So yeah, the yeah, Four yeah. loco story would be hilarious. So is weed. The you four, can't go to the, the Four loco store. story would be hilarious because at like the, climb, like the very end, yeah. you're like, Four loco killed over 400 people because of... You know, <laughs> right. Right, you're, but you're a real downer. Can you imagine that scene where they get the? Because do you remember that stuff where like all these mysterious articles, like you don't know if it's real or not? Because like Four Loco is like ten times stronger than X Y Z alcohol, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I'm like, I feel like they're making this up. It's just malt. Li- it's just malt liquor. Yeah, but I think it's one of those things. Somebody, Cause, somebody. Cause like, Gets sick or dies yeah, from it, and, and the then they connect like the two, and then, yeah, it blows off. Yeah, but I it blows up. I know um, it was every there, everywhere there for a while. Anyway. But then they're like, you know, people are like, it's kind of one of those urban myths. It's like, oh, they have a new recipe. They they fixed it. Well, and the name like <laughs> for Loco. I know it's, it's awesome. Same. It's a great name, great marketing. Like, I'm telling you, it'd be a great movie on. That's not around though on anymore, TBS right? or something like that. Yeah, or a documentary on it. Uh, yeah. No, I think I think you should have actors and really act it out. Like, like, just, like an after-school special, like, ju- Bobby's on the Four loco again. No, I'll call Matt Damon. See I'm really worried about him. We need to have an intervention. Yeah, I'm telling you, the movie would be hilarious. Be, it does sound like something would be like Saved by the Bell. You know, one of them has some sort of terrible Four loco no, that, addic- no, that's one addiction. No, that's the best—you've uh, seen 21 Jump Street. I mean, the original back from the 80s? Yeah, there's a great yeah, episode. Johnny— Depp Johnny Depp was in that. Yeah. It was a great episode I mean, about not AIDS. A long time ago. About AIDS. Yes. Uh-oh. It is. I mean, it's a good episode, but it was just like so heavy. And I'm thinking to myself, because I watched all of 21 Jump Street, and I was like, can I, I can't imagine coming home watching this. We learn something new about you every week. And it, you're like, you're, you know, you're the target audience. You're like 15. Yeah. And you're 
they're talking about this hardcore thing. And I was, I was like, I can't imagine some mom walking in and be like, because there's a great scene because he's a motorcycle. Little Billy, what are you watching? Uh, the guy who has A's is like a motorcyclist. And, you know, he's mm. like, are you trying to kill yourself? <laughs> he's just stuff like, I mean, there's a great scene with but Johnny But back in Depp. the 80s, the AIDS was viewed a lot different. Well, I know, that's what I'm saying. Than it is so now. That's, and mean, I'm thinking to myself, like, all these families know a lot are, about it. Families are watching this heavy stuff at 4 p.m. after school. And it's like, uh. Because there's a whole scene about milk. He's yeah. Like, no one drinks after him, you know. Yeah. And he's like, you know, uh, you, you can drink the milk after because you're, you know, the whole idea of Twenty One Drum Street is they're undercover police. Yes, I do so remember there's, that. There's a cafeteria scene. No one talks to him. No one sits with a guy with AIDS. Oh, poor guy. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a great episode. Y'all should check it out. All right. Well, every now and again, we ask for listeners to submit stuff, and we did get a submission from a listener. This wasn't necessarily a story, but it was a, a, a about the way he eats a certain breakfast item. Wait, wait, wait. So when we ask people to send us interesting articles at audience of one show at gmail.com, mm-hmm. we're getting listeners who are sending weird, like their own weird ticks. It's what this sounds like. And so we, we did not ask for this, John. No, this is John from Fort Worth. TMI. Yeah. Realistically, this, this TMI. Is, this is an interesting um, conundrum. So John sends us a picture of, I guess this is after a breakfast with either his significant other, I'm not sure. One, I don't know if you're showing it now. One pancake to. looks like it has been eaten normally, and the other one appears to have been eaten from the middle outward. It did, and I'm guessing the top one, if you're watching on YouTube or Facebook, the yeah. top one is John's. I'm, I'm guessing. Right, right. And I'm guessing he didn't use utensils. Well, he went. He, he just, just used his mouth, <laughs> like he just, just put, put his twist. face in the middle and just started chomping. Oh, he goes into great detail to defend his interesting pancake habit or eating technique, I guess I should say. Do you, do you eat pancakes? I don't eat pancakes very often at all. I'm a Waffle House guy. Yeah? You, you mean just waffles or Waffle House? I, well, to be honest, I don't really like either. Yeah. I'd rather have, like eat eggs and hash browns. Yeah, and exactly. Stuff. That's typically what uh, I eat. I'm a Migas guy back in the I day. I like pigs in the blanket. Yeah. Like traditional mm-hmm, ones mm-hmm. with the pancake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just don't, I don't eat, to me, a lot of the item, breakfast items when you go to restaurants, they're just basically dessert, right? And But you would feel bad about eating dessert in the morning, but if we call it a Belgian waffle, it's completely okay. But it's just basically cake with icing and fruit and stuff on it, so I don't, I don't typically eat pancakes, but they're good. I don't have like some sort of Yeah, that's, that's my go-to move at 105 Cafe. Oh, yeah? Yeah, they have, like, I forgot what they, it's like either just the standard breakfast, but it comes with two pancakes, and I just take the pancakes, put my sausage in it, and I roll it. There roll you it go. Up. There you go. Well, apparently, he eats this from the inside out. One, as he says, for very Trump-like border control, which sets a large portion of griddle fried batter hanging over the sides of this oversized breakfast platter. There's yeah. no barrier to contain the goody pour of syrup so and butter. So this is really to act as like a little pool of butter so that it doesn't run off to the sides. I'm like, okay, sounds good, sounds interesting. And he says, also, it's for consistent bites by spreading I, butter I'm, evenly over the center and I'm pouring syrup over picture. the center. I gotta pull this picture up one more time. This, it doesn't look like he's using utensils. This <laughs> this lets a trench capture and soak in the extra like, sauce. I can see, I can see the butter. Yeah, yeah. There's out. pads. There's like pads of butter there. I'm assuming he did eat with utensils, man. He's got to. But and then he said the last the last reason is uh, or one of them, not the last but second to last is portion control. So he says that as you start to get <laughs> as you start to get towards the edge, you you it's ugly, I guess, and he doesn't want to eat the rest of it so that you don't so you do don't you, eat does, overeat. Does John have a relationship with food? 
It sounds, it sounds like, like he has a very healthy relationship yeah. with food. He, he said, by separating the center and exterior ring, the consumer is creating a visual boundary. Right, the well, exterior John, ring becomes a fence and a stopping point. Yeah, John needs to send a video of this because I, I, looking at the picture, <laughs> does not have a, it doesn't have utensils. Yeah, like yeah, he's, it, he's using. You think he just went Garfield style? I think. I mean, look around it. I don't see any utensils. Oh, uh, yeah, no, you're right. Not in that picture, anyways. I'm sure. I'm sure he used utensils. Got to. Otherwise, you're just gonna have you know oh. syrup all over your face. He says the exterior ring just seems like too much at that point. And it just, it, it's a visual, it's a mental thing. And you could stop eating and it's portion control. And the last is because it's neat and tidy. Nobody likes to eat like a four-year-old. And this way, you don't have syrup dripping out over the or, edge of the table. Or, John, you can just get smaller pancakes. Yeah, and in that one, it does. It's like over the edge of the pancake, yeah. so it does help funnel the butter and the Yeah, um, just get syrup. smaller pancakes. So I, I bet the chef will really appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. Have you... Have you heard about from time to time these weird ways of eating normal food will kind of hit will go viral? I think a few years ago people were saying, "Oh, you've got to eat your hamburgers upside down." Right? So in other words, you got to have your lettuce and onions, tomatoes and stuff on the bottom. And the idea there is so that when you bite down, your tongue will drag through all of the uh, you know, the condiments and things first before hitting the meat. I'm like, "Oh my god. Really? Just I don't know, once it's in your mouth, it kind of seems like it all mixes up yeah. anyways, but well, burgers are a hard thing because usually when you go to these places today, you order like an $18 hamburger. It's just too big to eat. Yeah. And it's like, how am I supposed to eat this? There's just no way. But I don't really have any. Do you have? Yeah. I knew somebody who used to eat all of his fries first. So roommate in college would eat all of his fries first and then he would eat his hamburger. Like he wouldn't go back and forth. It was very distinct between the yeah. two. Just weird. You don't have any weird little eating habits like that, like eating the center of the pancake or something? Uh, I guess like the weirdest thing I would say I have is if if I'm eating a food like food or a meal that has several sides, mm -hmm. and if I could combine them all, I'd probably do it. If that makes sense. Yeah, I guess. I know when I was a kid, I, I hated having any of my sides mushed together. Like I liked the plates that had the little dividers in them because I wanted my green beans to only be green beans. And I wanted my chicken breasts to only be chicken breasts. Well, you like know? for example, I used if to I, hate it when they blended together. Like now I, I don't get really a, care that like much. go to a Mexican restaurant, mm -hmm. and I'm like they they come with refried beans and rice. Mm -hmm. I'll mix those together. Okay, yeah. I, I mean, I've done that. I guess that's time. Is, is that strange? I don't really. No, know. I don't think it's that strange. Yeah. Now, if you ate your enchilada from the inside out and gave some elaborate reason, like John here did, as to the reason doing it, that might be a little bit strange. That'd be awesome. Well, but he says next time you're out in public, if you happen to see someone eating like this, do not disparage them. That this is a very Neat and tidy and efficient way to eat your. Pancakes. I need a video because this does not look neat and tidy, at all, at all. Yeah. All right. Well, we are going to move into the ladies' hour here on Audience of One yeah, it's to celebrate thing. moms all around the world. We have stories that are only about the fair sex, and that would be women. So I, I wish we could show this picture, but I think we're probably. <laughs> Gonna refrain from showing this, but uh, this is a woman who made uh, news last week because uh, she claims she was kicked out of a grocery store over her shorts, and claims that she is a victim of hot phobia. Yeah. Right. So the story goes: she goes into a supermarket dressed like a complete salute. Right. I mean, her shorts are extremely high, cheeks hanging out the back, see-through shirt in the front. And people, she notices that, and she says she was just confidently strolling through the grocery store. This is in Brazil, by the way, so take that for what it means. 
And um, well, people were staring at her. Yeah. And eventually, she got kicked out. Immediately, she goes to social media and claims that this is people are too afraid of her, for, or not afraid of her, but she is a, a victim of being too hot. She was the 21-year-old shopper. She says she was minding her own business and then got kicked out. So here, here's my take on this. Um, she obviously dresses like this for a reason, to get attention. Okay, this is, and the pictures are like not selfies of her in the store. Someone went out and took pictures. Like she posed for these pictures. Yeah. She's holding her shopping actually, cart. That's what I was checking out to see if it's all in the same angle or the same aisle, and it is. So yeah. all, all the pictures on this article yeah. is from the same aisle. But what annoys me about not only this, but people that do things similar to this, is you do this for attention, and then when you get attention that you don't like, you're quote-unquote upset about it. And it just doesn't make any sense. Well, it all does make sense because she is an adult entertainer. Apparently, she's got an OnlyFans. And I'm like, oh, this is just her trying to promote her page or whatever. Yeah. But it's so annoying. Well, But don't call it like hot phobia. Come on, don't give it a, you know, a name. It's so stupid. I mean, think about it. If I put on a yellow vest and a hard hat and walked around, people are going to think what? I'm a construction worker, right? Because I'm dressed like one. So you're saying since she's dressing so inappropriate, people are going to assume she's a an adult actress? They probably do, and that's why they probably kicked her out. Because it's not, look, you have to have certain norms. That's really norms. mean, Andrew. It is. And mean. short-sighted. I think, I think you're into this, chick. I think no, it's what I, it is. No, I look at this as this lady... Why do you think I'm a construction worker just because I'm wearing this hat well, and this vest? I always apply this kind of logic to like you going to the beach. Yeah. You know, and beach beach wear is completely different from like grocery, grocery store, store wear. wear. Right. And what she's wearing, uh, we just have to look it up because we're not going to show it. No, we can't. Uh, it's a little revealing. But I think. it's but it's it's enough covering where to me it's like yeah, just go shopping, just get in there. Who goes to the grocery store to take pictures? <laughs> exactly. So that's what that's probably why she got in trouble because she was probably filming. And taking pictures. Oh yeah, I didn't put that. And two and two they together, probably yeah. go, "Hey, you know, are you going to buy something?" Because yeah. I think is there anything in the cart? <laughs> oh yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like that's probably what happened. Cucumbers. But something then, then again, it's like I've gone to the grocery store and seen people. Yeah, there's a few items in there. I've seen people wear ridiculous clothing, and it's just like, all right, cool. Yeah, yeah. This is this is a bit much. Well, anyways, I I do I do hate it also when when women will dress very provocatively. And then complain when men hit on them or they're inappropriate with them. It's like, well, you know, maybe not. So you're doing that. You're going down that. Like you're that. going down that dark road where guys it's like, are, oh, she guys deserved are, it. Guys are pigs. No, not dessert. Hey, yeah, yeah. I there's mean, a fine line you're there. You're going down guys, that road. Guys are pigs already. Don't invite the pigdom by, by you know, dressing like this. Super well, I mean, provocative it, it also depends like, on just, what culture you're in. Because I know, like, Brazil, they, like, they had, what is that, Carnival? Is that what it's called? Yeah, I think that's an event in Brazil. And right? that's, those are pretty revealing outfits. Uh, I'm not thinking what an outfit is for for that. Isn't it called Carnival? Well, I, I, there's a big celebration in Brazil. Yeah, that, but that, like, but I don't. Their I can't butts think of, are out and they're shaking their butts and there's like <sighs> dances and I, nothing's coming to mind. And man. it's like a family event. It isn't just like oh, this is like Mardi Gras. Hmm. Because I mean, would you consider? Because that's what's so weird. Like Mardi Gras, is it considered a family event or not? Cause I no, I, imagine, I don't believe it is. I imagine the one like in Galveston. I don't it believe is. it is. Well, yeah, but, but the, the one in the, New Orleans, right. I don't know. Because there's yeah. like, don't be there after dark if you're a child, right? I don't really know. I never really been to Mardi Gras. I so. think it, probably during the day the celebration is much different than after. I've been to to New Orleans. I've been to Bourbon Street, uh, not during Mardi Gras, but it's definitely from what I've heard is not. Because I know there's a cultural thing behind Mardi Gras. 
Like it's there is a history to it. There is. There's a reason for it. I don't know. Exactly but then all of a sudden, going. like Girls Gone Wild gets popular. <laughs> That's right. Because they're at Mardi Gras, and it's like, hey, did you know if you go to Mardi Gras and you wait till like 11 p.m., people start taking off their shirts? And it's like, that. I don't think that's the purpose of Mardi Gras. I think it's just drunk people. No, but I think it's kind of now become synonymous with well, that's what I'm thing, saying, right? Like, I think I'll, it's I'm just curious And the beads see. and all that. I don't know when that yeah. started. Maybe, wait, we just missed it, didn't we? That would have been towards the beginning no of our show. We should have done a Mardi Gras episode. Yeah, if we're still around here in a few months. Or we're supposed next, to be talking about mothers, year. but we're talking about. <laughs> she has a mom. Well, yeah, and she could be a mom. That's why I brought this I, up. I say more power to her. Get her, get that whatever website out there. You know, yeah, promote your website. That's probably why she did it. Oh, man. absolutely, so. absolutely. I just, I don't know. It just annoys the heck out of me when people do that. They, all this faux outrage and oh, hot phobia. Well, no, Give me a break, no, man. Kid, she literally went there probably knowing that's going to happen. Probably, probably. So I, I love this. This next one, <laughs> next thing. I love this story so much. So this is about a woman. Again, she probably has a mom. It probably is a mom, so happy Mother's Day. This is a woman who says she's been using a fake, quote-unquote fake, social security number for years. Drum roll. Reason why? Well, Dick, her real one's just too hard to remember. I mean... I can't make this up. I cannot make this stuff up. Yeah, yeah. But the thing is, though, this is kind of similar to that story we just talked about. This is on TikTok, so you don't really even know if it's real. Yeah, I don't know, but it says she's been doing this for so long that there's actually no record of her name or personal information attached to her actual social security number. So she probably did this as a young teen or something, had to fill it out. I was like, man, I don't I don't like this number. So she made up one, one that she said easily she can remember has a cadence to it and just started using it. And apparently now that's, I guess that means it's that easy to change your identity. You just make up a social security number and it can stick. And yeah, I always feel if you do it young enough in your life when you don't have you know any like credit cards like or mortgage or anything of, tied to there's it, there's like a lot of loose management when it comes to the Social Security office. I feel like, yeah, you think, yeah, <laughs> probably so. Like, I think it. Well, I'm saying they're they're not really searching for people doing this. As long as you're paying money, it's like they don't care. Yeah, Social Security numbers are a little sense? different, though, because that is your identity. And yeah, but pri- primarily the whole purpose of it is when you do your taxes. That's mm-hmm. kind of like the, the, they go hand in hand. So as long as you're paying taxes, well, I think that's where this they story don't really is, care. Is, is going. Um, so she took to, to social media and said, okay, so I've, quote, accidentally been using the wrong Social Security number for apparently a really long time. And I became aware because I have to pay some taxes. And I called because they charged me twice and I need a refund. So I gave them my, quote, real Social Security number, uh, you know, the one I don't know by heart. And they were said, that number, we don't have that number. So she gave them her fake one. Boop. All of her information popped up. Because I know I've been there several times where I, like, I get a number reversed, you know. Yeah, and well, like, you're dyslexic. You've told yeah, me about that. And it's like. Well, now she's worried about potential legal implications, right? She's like, oh, my God, am I doing something illegal? I don't know if this is illegal because... Well, they, the Social Security people deal with this crap all the time, especially the tax department. Well, so, she's dumb enough to go out on well, social and tell everybody she made it up, though. She's kind of going about it all wrong, but it, because if you think about it, now she has really successfully obtained, legally, two identities. And she's got this one that's just sitting over here, pristine and crystal clear, no debt should, or nothing. She should sell it to that guy. She needs to... In s- England. Right there, you go. There you, you go. You got a whole. I'm thinking she's doing this all wrong, right? Like, so she could she could literally rack up just tons of debt on this fake Social Security number. I guess file bankruptcy. No, some, file bankruptcy, yeah, and like then go a, over. Now you've got a whole clean one. You can just do the same thing over again for the next seven years while this one gets cleared up. 
file bankruptcy on this one, flip back over to your other one because now it's out of bankruptcy. Well, I'm just you could do this for the next the 20, of, 30 years if you file not have to pay a thing. And then they don't realize it's like, oh, that's actually a guy's name or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, so this is either she got real lucky and yeah. How did this? How was this number, number not already yeah, used? Like, Maybe it was somebody who was deceased. This is fake <laughs> story. This, awesome. this story. This whole story's fake. Sorry, another crap article. No, it's not. This is wonderful. Well, again, it's on TikTok, so you don't know if it's real. The next story is well. The, the story's not the, on TikTok. The, the next mom you got. I want to. I can't wait to talk about that one. Is, the next story. Uh, is this the the trans? Uh, abled woman yeah that's probably my favorite all right so far. Well, go for it man uh well no you, you you're the one brought a little well I, uh I, so trans abled yeah i just learned what that word is right uh basically this woman wanted to be blind and she wasn't blind but she pretends to be blind I think she more than pretends, man. She blinded herself. She blinded herself. Yeah, this so, is the newest uh, movement in trans, right? This well, is, I think that they're, they're using the word wrong, or I feel like I'm not really understanding the trans, I wouldn't say movement as a whole, because this doesn't really make me think of like transsexuals. This is like, I just wanted to be disabled. Right, so there is a there is a large debate amongst the trans community whether or not this is people called transabled, and this is basically people who identify as ha- you know, able-bodied people yeah. that identify as handicapped, uh, whether or not they should be included into the trans community. It's actually called body I- integrity identity disorder, BIID, and people in the trans community are saying, "Hold on, you're just trying to glom onto our movement by throwing trans in front of it when this has nothing to do with us. Don't associate your weirdness with <laughs> our. I don't say weirdness; that's insensitive." Um, but yeah, so this is a, this particular story is about a woman who always thought she was blind, and so she. And I'm thinking, can't you just? It's pretty crazy. Cover your eyes like one of the see no evil uh, monkeys and be just fine with you know. She went to some length to actually blind herself. Yeah, and so now she doesn't have to identify as being blind; she's actually blind. Unbelievable, man! Like it wasn't that many years ago; these people were probably institutionalized, and now it seems like. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah, I mean that's mental, right? And so now all of a sudden, well, we're, I, I, we're, we're I, celebrating them. Well, somehow. what I love is she this didn't is, she didn't go all the way to like lie about it. Because to me, if you're really like wanting to get away with this, I wonder how disa- uh, disabled. Oh yeah, prove that I'm blind. Well, none of that. It's like when you file for disability. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like they, they do some research, and then what happens if they find out that you purposely blinded yourself? Right. Do you, yeah. get, dis- do you get disabled pay? Yeah, I mean, that certainly could be an issue, right? If you're filing for disability and getting checks from the government to something you did to yourself, I think that could, I wonder, that could probably I be a problem, man. So if you work for the government and you hand out disabled checks, let us know if that's something that you can do. Yeah. <laughs> It's crazy. What um, if you had to disable yourself? What's your what, what would you do? Would you like? I had to. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. You had to. Like, would you would you chop off a, a, like a an pinky arm? toe? I don't know. That's going far enough. I mean, what's I, your favorite disability? I th- <laughs> uh, I, I would probably have to go with like a foot or something like that. Yeah. Because yeah. canes are cool, and you can still use your hands. I, I I use my hands all the time, so like I'd rather keep my hands. Yeah. And I rather none keep, of it sounds good. I rather keep all my senses. So like losing a foot, I could I that would be like the one if I had to choose. Yeah, I guess. Maybe I'd go hearing, I guess. Although I wouldn't be able to do this wonderful job. I don't know. It's And you talk all funny. Yeah, that does tend to happen over time. You start to talk a little odd. But this woman says she's happier than ever. Um that's just terrible. 
This, this is just the Again, this trans movement run amok, man. It's, it's, it's real. Like, it's this real is a real her. thing. She's on Dr. Phil. This, oh, so is this, she really? Yeah, well, that's where I oh think that's gosh. where it all started. Because, or no, it's not called Dr. Phil. It was on some show. Uh, oh, yeah. She was a guest on the Dr. Phil show. Oh, it was Dr. Phil. Okay, there you cool. Go. But yeah, and that, that to me, because Dr. Phil kind of walks that line of Jerry Springer. We're like, you don't know if this is like complete truth of these guests or what they're saying, yeah. but they, you know, Dr. Phil's like, that sounds insane. Get them on. But it's not the whole truth of what they're saying. Because, I, again, I don't know why this lady wouldn't just lie about it. Right, I know. I mean, or, or just put some eye patches over. But you know what I think the most pissed off would be? People who are actually disabled. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, she did right? it on you know, purpose. Don't tell like, people that. Yeah. Just say, like, oh, you know, do the Daredevil story. Like, I got toxic waste <laughs> in my eyes from, a, like, a, a truck. Making up. Yeah. And, and I think she wants to go the—I think that's the point, is to say, look, I'm so committed to this bit, I'm actually going to blind myself. But don't tell people you're doing that. Just say, like, oh, yeah, I was born this way. And, like, no one thinks— Oh, right. Wiser. So, in other words, she doesn't want the attention. You're not tr- trans-abled or disabled. You're, that's just who you are, right? Because I can yeah, see no, some— Yeah, I get it. I can see some It's people, like she almost wants credit for doing this. Yeah, like, some sort of—that's what I'm saying. What weird she, world are we living in right. where we're, She like, wants credit for this. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think people who are actually disabled, someone who may not have the use of their legs. Well, my friend Carly, it's like, she's hey, man, blind. I, no, I'm I want to I want to identify her. as someone who 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 can walk. You know what? They can't, <laughs> right? So like, I, I would be I would be kind of pissed off at this if I were someone who was truly disabled. No, like, dude, you're you're sick. This is not this is not this is not good. So you have a, you have a blind friend? Yeah, Carly. Okay. Well, you say it like I know who this person is. Met, I thought you met Carly before. I have not. Yeah. I've known her he, for a long she, time. She, she, yeah. Okay. She, she lives here by the the, the studio. She comes on the radio a couple times. Okay. She, she like, she like, she does a lot of our voiceover stuff. Really? Yeah. yeah. We should have her on. Yeah. She's interesting. Okay. Does she bowl? She's the lady that you saw that I I thought you thought I was dating. What? Oh. Remember, I walked in on the conversation on the air, and they're yes. talking about Richard. I'm like, wait a second, I don't remember doing any of this stuff. Yes, that was on another show on your yeah, station here. Carly. I was listening, and and I think you at the time were giving the guest or the host a, some sort of. No, 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 no. I'm getting too confused. Now. No, I walked. Anyways, it doesn't basically matter. Basically, I walked out of the conversation, and when I walked back in, they were talking about a Richard going on mm-hmm. like on New Year's Eve dates and doing all this stuff. And I go, uh, Carly, I don't remember. <laughs> doing that with you at all and then somebody said something about oh you've got a you've got a new girlfriend i'm like what dick's got a new girl yeah. what's going on <laughs> yeah. it was not me I, I was like thank goodness i had to say something because i was so confused i was really worried about my well-being because <laughs> i do not remember any of these things <laughs> but no there's transabled stuff I, I can see that being real like i don't want to have my right hand anymore yeah it's bad i was asking your friend if she bold because i actually have um, bold with someone who was le- a couple of people actually who were legally blind, not entirely, and they they did all right. In some cases, you kind of had to have someone line them up, and then phew, they were pretty good bowlers. So it is possible. I don't know about completely blind. I'm sure. I don't see how that's fun. Somebody has to tell you what what you knocked over. Yeah. I don't know. You'd have to ask her. Have you ever been bowling? And if you have, did you enjoy it? Well, I meant like taking it serious. Yeah. Like being in a league, I think that'd be kind of weird. Like, cause you don't see the accomplishment. So you don't really know if you're getting better yeah. or not. Well, I don't know. But then again, I don't know what makes people happy. This lady's happy. More power to her. Yeah. She, again, another yeah. lady you're trashing. Uh, and I think it's wonderful. That she, as long as she doesn't harm other people, happy who cares? Well, she, she isn't necessarily harming others unless she is, again, taking disability checks, in which case. I'm curious to see if that's yeah. even, like, that, that's, that's the question I have. Yeah, yeah, no, no doubt. All right, that's for our fine. last story here on Mother's Day, uh, Dick, was your mama a, a good cook? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so was mine. She I was fed really five, fortunate. Six kids. 
Yeah. Wow, that's true. I thought you had four. You had six. Yeah, I, well, I'm, I'm the sixth. Good grief. Yeah, no, my mom was a great cook. Happy Mother's Day, Mom. Thank you for being a great cook all those years growing up. Um, I think I was very fortunate because I got served lots of different types of food, homemade food, and so I, I, I maybe attribute that to having a nice, well-rounded palate now. You know, you I like to eat like a lot of things. You eat it all. Yeah. Well, not now. I don't live at home anymore. Maybe I need to move home. Well, this last story um, is about a mom who treated her children to a Tex-Mex-inspired nacho platter, complete with tortilla chips, ground meat, gooey cheese sauce, veggies, and sour cream drizzle. And you're thinking, all right, big deal. That sounds awesome, but not so special. Well, it's not so much what she fed them, but how she fed them. (laughs) And apparently one day she decided to feed her kids in a kiddie swimming pool this delicious nacho dish because there were so many of them. And if you don't know what a kiddie swimming pool, it's one of those round circle pools. Uh, I'm showing a picture Okay, yeah. It's one of those round circle pools uh, that you can get for like little small toddlers, even a dog. (laughs) And she decided to make this massive, massive nacho dish for her kids and I guess some friends or whatever because I don't know, there's like 12 of them in that picture or something. Again, it's on TikTok, so. Yeah. I think it's awesome. I think she's just being resourceful and using what's, what's afforded to her, man. And of course, now if she served every meal out of the kiddie pool. Right. That's when I, when you sent it to me, I was like, she's serving like every meal. That's got to be. No, nah, I just thought it was funny. I don't know. It's just a quick hit here at the end of Mother's well, Mom, Day. Moms so. do whatever they can, you know. They absolutely can. Well, that's all I got, man. That's it. I'm for out. You? I'm done. So it's no, quite a week for me. So I, uh, that's all I got for you. Yeah, you traveled, did all this stuff, yeah. and yeah, it was nuts, man. Okay, but we'll have more delightfulness next week on Audience One Wednesdays, 10 a.m. Right here in Conroe's yeah. 106.1 104.5. And submit your uh, ideas and pancake eating habits to yep. audience one show <laughs> at gmail.com. Shout out to John. That's right. You're an animal. I like it. YouTube, Facebook, podcast, all that good stuff, guys. Check us out. Like, share, follow. We'll see you next week.